0: Hello, my Pilates lovers! Thank you for tuning in to All Things Pilates. I'm your host, Darian Gold. Each episode, you'll get to hear a new guest share his or her knowledge, insights, and experiences. Together, we explore the ongoing evolution of the Pilates method as well as its connection to other modalities such as gyrotonic, yoga, podiatry, and chiropractic. I now present to you the many aspects of this beautiful, complex, and life-affirming discipline. Almost 10 years ago, when my first iPhone app came out, there were only four other Pilates-based apps in the iTunes store, and my app was the only one showcasing the classical mat work. So I was thrilled when I was contacted by Amanda Altman, then the assistant managing editor of Pilates Style Magazine, because they were interested in featuring my app. Now, a decade later, I have another opportunity to be just as thrilled because Amanda Altman is our guest today. With a degree in political science from Stern College in New York City, Amanda set out to find work but soon realized a career in poli-sci wasn't for her. Amanda knew she loved to read and write and thought writing and editing for a magazine might be a better fit. She began interviewing for numerous magazines and in 2006 was hired by Pilates Style as their assistant managing editor. Two years later, Amanda was basically running the show. From crafting the editorial lineup for each issue, to editing and writing exercise stories and features, to organizing the magazine's massive three-day photo shoots where they'd shoot content for almost the entire year. But Amanda knew she needed to experience Pilates herself and feel the exercises in her own body. She took advantage of the relationships she was developing with Pilates instructors began learning the work, fell in love with it, and continues practicing Pilates to this day. When not at a Pilates studio, she keeps up with her Pilates workouts at home with one of her favorite smaller Pilates props, the Magic Circle. Then in 2018, Amanda was offered the editor-in-chief position, but preferred staying on as the exercise editor to make room for other creative writing endeavors such as contributing to various health and wellness publications, as well as other Pilates outlets. Currently, Amanda is working on her very first novel. And now calling in from Riverdale, New York, that is, is the future novelist, Amanda Altman. Hi, Amanda.
1: Hi, Darian. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Welcome to all things Pilates. Thank you. Amanda, what is the overall goal of Pilates Style Magazine?
1: I thought a lot about that question because I kind of assumed that was going to be, you know, one that was going <laughs> to be asked. And I couldn't help but think how the ironic thing about the Pilates community is that even though it's relatively small, it can feel almost disjointed and overwhelming at times. If you ever attended a Pilates conference, you kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about. So. Pilates Style's main goal is to really provide a platform for Pilates' voices to be heard and also connected together. Our goal is really meant to be inclusive and neutral and provide evergreen content for anyone with love of Pilates. And that's anyone from just getting used to the method to somebody who's been in the business for years. So that's really what we strive for at Pilates Style Magazine.
0: Now, how old is the magazine?
1: The magazine has been around since 2004 math is not my strong suit, but that's, I would say, 15 <laughs> years. <laughs>
0: and you came on two years after they
1: Correct. started
0: publishing.
1: Correct. It was originally published by a company called Lifestyle Media, under the leadership of Deborah Quilter, who we're still a little bit in touch with to this day, actually. And um, two years later, it was bought by a company in New York City called Goodman Media Group. And Suzanne Gerbert came on as editor-in-chief. And that's, when I was hired that August as assistant editor. And then two years later in 2008, that's when McGabee Media, who are the current publishers of the magazine, came on. And Bambi Abernathy became the publisher and editor-in-chief
0: and has been ever since. What a great experience for you because you thought you were going to be someone in the political science world. Then you figured out pretty quickly it wasn't going to happen. You weren't feeling it. And then they saw something you obviously You know, the funny thing
1: about the political science degree, I think I was really attracted to it um, because there was so much writing involved. And also for the, you know, the whole basis behind it is really just helping to heal the world. I have definitely found that within this job at Pilates Down Magazine, and that's something I never expected to find.
0: I didn't know political science had to do with healing the world. We need more of that.
1: I know, right? I mean, maybe that's not the best definition of obviously what political science is. But I think ultimately what I studied was about finding, you know, better solutions for politics and for, you know, different societies around the world. When I was studying, I did a lot of research and strategizing about how we can do things differently. So it was kind of problem solving, which is funny enough, kind of my strong suit um, within the magazine, too, just thinking like an editor, having that more global view as an editor and problem solving.
0: Who is the readership?
1: The readership, I would say it's mostly women. And ages vary from about 18 to 60 plus. We do have kind of a wide variety of ages. It used to be in the beginning much more consumer student driven. And that has changed a lot over the years. And I would say half, if not more than half are now instructors, Pilates instructors that are our readers
0: they're reaching to the magazine for inspiration as well as information?
1: Correct. And, you know, also as a platform, I think. One of the biggest ways that we get story ideas is by Pilates instructors reaching out to us. So I think a lot of times they'll see an article and be inspired by it and say, oh, I never thought, you know, I could just give them uh, an idea for pitching us and making them realize that, oh, their friend did this, so they could, you know, get involved too. And that's honestly how we are, we're very hands-on. And we love when
0: we hear from our
1: readers. It really is a magazine for, for the readers.
0: It sounds like your philosophy is about staying open and just like you were saying, being inclusive.
1: Exactly. As you know all too well, the Pilates community can be polarizing at times. And so that's always been our mission, is to kind of say, I still remember Suzanne Gerber back in 2006, saying that we have to stay Switzerland. And that's always been a mentality that we've always kept throughout my years at Pilates
0: Style. Is that part of the magazine's tagline? Because that's beautiful. I know, right?
1: I think it's it's got to be somewhere in the media kit, I'm sure.
0: Now, I'm curious, do you not have an interest in appealing to men who do Pilates, or it just hasn't evolved to that place yet?
1: We definitely have an interest and that's something that when Bambi came on she was really adamant about obviously men they're half the population or maybe a little less than that but every issue we make it our point to feature at least one male as in our exercise stories which are really the meat of the magazine and we also have had quite a few a handful of male cover models which has kind of been a thing that had never been done before before Bambi came on we would absolutely love to get more and more men involved that's definitely one of our goals.
0: Do you put that request out online?
1: I believe so. As you know, Pilates has this preconception that that it's for you know it's really a woman's sport or a woman's exercise modality. But as we all know, Joe Pilates was anything but ladylike. Definitely. He, you know, he was a boxer, cigar smoking, whiskey drinking man. Or maybe whiskey wasn't his drink of choice, but he was definitely a man and sought to have male involvement in his method and I actually do often wonder what he would think of his method and how it kind of became known as more of something for the women. But I've definitely been seeing a huge change in the male involvement in Pilates and I think it has a lot to do with all of these professional athletes. We get pitched all the time and we, have, we definitely have a few stories in the works. professional athletes who really consider Pilates a secret weapon for basically getting the the strongest that they can and for getting their body in the best possible shape to prevent injury and just take their sport to the next level.
0: I'm so glad to hear that because many of us 20 years ago, 30 years ago, recognized right away whether we were professional dancers or professional athletes really. I think it has something to do with the male athlete that they had misconception really that it's it's not going to provide enough depth and enough strength building, which is so crazy. It's That's so incorrect. I think people are probably going to be looking forward to these articles that you'll be featuring certain professional athletes, right?
1: Yes, and we have in the past, for sure. And I think as to what you were saying, I think a lot of people think that a hard workout means that you need to be sweating. You need to be lifting 200-pound weights, and obviously, that's. Although, trust me, I do sweat in my Pilates sessions, but that's really not what Pilates is about. And you know, the spring load, although it's a lot of weight, it's a different way of working. And I just think that people. I, I'm hoping I, I do have hope that people are coming to the realization that you know we should be thinking of movement in a different way because we don't want to be injured lifting 200 pounds anymore. And you don't need to be doing those things. There's a more efficient way to do those things. And that's Pilates.
0: Absolutely. Well said, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you. As you know, Pilates has two camps, basically, Mm. classical and contemporary. Does the magazine represent both approaches in a way that represents the feel of classical and contemporary because they they do have two different ways of looking and approaching the body, even though it's all underneath the umbrella of the Pilates method.
1: That is definitely a challenge, but it's something we try really hard at achieving. Whenever we craft the lineup for the issue or we're putting together a list of interviewees for an article or you know, I'm deciding on who I'm gonna shoot at our massive three day photo shoot. I'm always thinking, do I have do I have diverse backgrounds here? Do I have enough classical, enough contemporary? And by the way, those terms are kind of generalizations at this point because there's so many mini camps among classical and contemporary. I mean, obviously they're two classifications, but that's so it's definitely important for us to, you know, as I said, be inclusive and just be Switzerland and represent, you know, as much of Pilates Anyone who loves Pilates and the essence of Pilates, really, we want to make sure they have a voice. To that end, in terms of, you know, making sure that we facilitate an environment that's inclusive, we have completely made an editorial policy to stop using the terms classical and contemporary, though they are important in distinguishing your lineage. So we made it an editorial policy just to not even mention them in the magazine anymore because we just feel like they are creating this us versus them men mentality. And that's really not what we want at the end of the day. We, we really are here for a common goal, and that's to make Pilates as well-known and accessible to as many people as want to do it and will definitely benefit from it. So as I said, we, we try really hard to make sure that everyone is adequately represented, represented and I hope we do that some justice.
0: Do you think eventually there will no longer be two camps or two approaches? They'll just be the Pilates method?
1: I don't think so. It it really, I mean, it's polarizing for a reason. It, It really is two different things, although the essence is different. We kind of have to agree to disagree here in a way and just treat each other with as much respect as possible.
0: Pilates Style Magazine may lead the way on that because there are lots of uh, opinions out there, as you can imagine.
1: But I have noticed, I would say in the past two years, a trend toward changing a little bit and just being, as you were talking about openness, just being more open. I've been really surprised to talk to some really big leaders in the classical community, how they, they are open to the other other approaches and not saying they're going to practice it themselves. But it's not like it, they're saying, oh, this is good, or this is bad. It's just, this is and everyone needs to find I guess what's right for them as in you know all aspects of life but it's just interesting because it doesn't feel as hostile as it once did.
0: Definitely and that's nice to hear maybe there's a little residue left but perhaps the magazine will yeah. help elevate that and even everything out so we can all agree to disagree like you're saying but we can still have a conversation. Exactly
1: and that's what I was saying about Pilates style being a platform and that's exactly what we want to be able to facilitate and just make people feel comfortable and welcome to say their piece, whatever that may be.
0: Could you tell us about a favorite article that you've written for Pilates Style?
1: That is so tough because I've had the opportunity of interviewing so many amazing, inspiring individuals. But I think it really comes down to one of the very first features I wrote in 2008. It was before my wedding, and Suzanne Gerber had the idea for me to test drive Joe's famous hypothesis that, intent. And I'm paraphrasing here. That in 10 sessions you'll feel better, in 20 sessions you'll look better, and in 30 sessions you'll have a whole new life. So I was given the opportunity to have 30 sessions, and here I was, 24 and broke. You know, pretty broke at that time. So I was not doing private Pilates sessions and. To have that opportunity, it completely changed everything I thought about movement. And it honestly, Joe's hypothesis could not have been more correct. It it completely changed my life. I mean, to this day, I still love Pilates and I'm still having so many aha moments from it. But those 30 sessions in the beginning, just, you know, learning the basics about my body that I would never have learned anywhere else. Other than through a skilled Pilates instructor. And shout out to Sarah Sessions, who was my teacher at the time. You know, another thing is that it's one thing to write about Pilates, but to experience it is a whole new animal. And that just really, it sealed the deal for me. And that's why I've been at Pilates Style so long. I just love Pilates.
0: Wow. So there you (laughs) go. Yes. Did you not have a dance background or an athletic background? You sort of came in cold? I had a,
1: like a little bit of a fitness background and I had taken a few pilates mat classes in college at like a New York sports club in New York but interestingly enough I'm not naturally flexible I have really tight hamstrings so I still remember muscling through those pilates classes and they were just kind of torture torturous and I just I kind of at that point thought pilates might not be for me but I was interested in it but then That's just why it's so important to be exposed to the whole Pilates and not just a little piece of it, because that's the essence of the method. It's that it's just it's more than this than some of its parts. It's just
0: never ending. um, Yeah. After you had your 30 lessons, had you already bought your wedding dress? And if so, did your Mm -hmm. 30 lesson later body get into it and then had to be altered again?
1: That dress was altered so many times. I think the seamstress is going to, you know, cut my head off. The, the dress, I mean, I completely, my body completely changed. And I remember we did like a photo, a photo shoot after the fact. And the one thing that was so noticeable was how long my neck, my neck seemingly became. It just, my, you know, just like I had, I had a whole new lines in my body that I, you know, never thought would be possible.
0: That's very inspiring, Amanda. Thank you. Because there are people, I think, that look at those of us who have Pilates bodies, dancer bodies, athlete bodies, and are a little intimidated. And they don't think because they don't have that type of frame that they should never get into it. They don't know that it's for every body. And just you talking about this, and this is what you wrote about in one of the articles, correct? Yes. Is it online and in hard copy? I was wondering about that. Is the online version and the hard copy version the same?
1: Did. We recently
0: relaunched the digital edition
1: at the beginning of 2019. And so now it's complete, it used to be the same. And now it's this interactive experience and exercises come to life. There's GIFs, there's videos, so it is different. But the nice thing about it is when you subscribe to the print, edition of the magazine for the year it's 23.99 and we give you a free subscription to the digital edition if you just want the digital edition that's great because it's such an amazing resource that you can just you can be anywhere anywhere anytime just have it with you you know on any device and that's only ten dollars for the year
0: that's not bad
1: yeah and another option is just you can just buy one issue at a time which is the same it's the same price the 5.99 as newsstand as the newsstand price, so it definitely it seems worthwhile to have to subscribe to the whole year at ten dollars. Pretty good deal.
0: I hope that article that you talked about your pre-wedding is archived, so people can go online and read it. I'll have to make sure it gets up. Yeah, on the it's, website. It's really good, Amanda.
1: Well, it was it was such a fun experience, and it was just something that I guess I was at the right place at the right time, and it. It really changed
0: my life. So fabulous, I love hearing that. Well, let me ask you, you do your own workouts when you're not at a studio and you love the magic circle. What other apparatus when you are at a studio do you gravitate towards?
1: It's so hard to just pick one because as we all know, the Pilates method is a system and each apparatus is invaluable Every, every apparatus using them, being trained in all of them. But if I was just going to uh, Desert Island with just one, I think I would have to pick the Reformer. Because for me, I find that it's just this unique balance of offering support and challenge. And I feel, I think also because of my body that's a little bit less flexible than,
0: say, a dancer
1: type, I feel successful in the Reformer.
0: And I think that's why I probably have the most
1: fun on it. So I'd, I'd go with the Reformer.
0: I'll buy you one if you end up on an island. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) With a little bit of time that we have left, you are going to be a novelist. Is it possible to share with us what you're writing about?
1: Of course. Thank you so much for asking. So I've been involved in magazines for the past 13 years, and part of that is just trying to get my point across with the least number of words possible, making the most out of the real estate of the magazine, which is just more shorthand. So I think that's why I was really attracted to writing a longer, the novel format that's, you know, longer and just I can be more wordy and just go and just get my creativity across in that way. And so the book I'm working on, it falls within the young adult genre. And it's set about 200 years in the future in a climate change world. And it follows two teens with extraordinary powers. And it's Coming of ultimately a coming-of-age story where the characters struggle to find out their purpose and find their voice. And it's just been such a fun process. I'm nearing the end. It's been a journey, and I've just had so much fun doing it.
0: How many pages do you foresee this being?
1: I would foresee about, young adult novels typically are about 20 chapters. So this will be probably around there, about 200 to 250 pages. So it's on the shorter side for a novel, but it feels like a lot to me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Are you in a writing class that the teacher helps guide you?
1: I did take a class at Columbia over the summer. It was part of their Arts in the Summer program, and so the teacher, Rachel Carter, was amazing, and she's still a mentor and just has guided me a lot and just kind of helped me understand the the format and the nuances of the young adult novel and just that genre as a whole. So that was invaluable. It just kind of gave me that little push I needed.
0: And then the writing that you do for other Pilates outlets, what does that exactly mean or entail?
1: I'm also a freelance writer now because in 2018, at the tail end of 2018, I transitioned to um, my role as exercise editor. So it was just a slightly minimized role in the magazine. And so I'm able to take on some freelance clients and I write all different types of stories. Some have to do with Pilates, some have to do with more general health and wellness and nutrition. They're related to, to kind of what I was used to writing at the magazine, a similar field of health and wellness. But yeah, I'm mostly writing original features and also editing wherever that's needed as well.
0: If anyone out there is looking for a fabulous freelance writer editor such as yourself, how does he or she get a hold of you? You can reach
1: me at my my handle on Instagram is amanda.lieber. That's pretty simple. That's Lieber, l i e b is in boy e r. So that's probably the best way to go just slide into my DMs. I'd love to hear from you.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your time today, Amanda.
1: Thank you, Darian. It's been such an honor to speak with you. Thank you. And I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk soon. She's inspiring. All right. We always go, I'm probably going to have to have an hour show because I have so many more questions. But please, every week I ask you, take time for yourself. Slow, slow, deep breathing. So good for your nervous system. And then, of course, when you do, please lift your head lift your spine because they will lift your spirit. Have a fabulous week, everyone.